what's up you guys i'm angel the stranger and welcome to my podcast the stranger sessions real quick before we start i just wanted to make sure you guys know that you have the freedom to have your own opinions and convictions i'm just here to share what i believe what i've learned and what i've found in the bible if you could please leave me a review on apple podcasts and if you'd like to contact me head over to my website thestrangersessions.com I post every Wednesday at 12 p.m. on my podcast and whenever I feel like it on my website. But there's a lot of posts on there, so go check that out. Um, Otherwise, live differently and enjoy another session. Hey guys, welcome to my podcast again, as always. Um, I'm Angel the Stranger, and this is my podcast. Um, So, today, I'm going to be using... A lot, lot, if you hear background noise, I'm sorry. My dad works from home, and he gets, like, online, what's called, like, Zoom calls all the time. And so if you hear them talking in the background, I'm sorry. Um, but anyway, I'm going to move the microphone just a little bit forward. Okay. Um, today I'm going to be using a lot, lot, lot of scriptures. I'm going to be mostly using passages, I think. I'm not, yeah. Anyway, I think I'm going to be using big chunks of passages rather than a lot of different ones. I feel like mostly, most of the time I use several different passages, but today I'm going to be reading from Paul's epistles, which usually he does one focusing part in each little, you know, passage. Um, so yeah, uh, I want to say before we start, um, I'm going to be reading all my passages in the NLT version of the Bible, which is the New Living Translation. Um, Just so you guys would know, I do not read my regular Bible in this translation because oftentimes it translates things differently than I like the King James Version to say. Okay, that sounds weird. That sounds like I want the Bible to say something specific. Well, let me just give you a um, a quick example. Ephesians... Uh, let's see, Ephesians something says, oh, come on. Well, I don't know the exact passage, like, reference. Um, okay, I'm sorry, I don't know the passage reference. I'm working on it. Anyway, the passage, I know what it says. So it says, abstain from all appearance of evil. I could probably look it up in my you version because that works great um abstain oh, wait okay you guys just be patient with me for a second abstain from all appearance of evil no res- results they're telling me there's no results for this anyway okay it says abstain from all appearance of evil and um, I'm not sure if it's in Ephesians. I'm pretty sure it's in Ephesians, but I might read it today. Anyway, enough fooling around with that. But the NLT version translate it like when you read abstain from all appearance of evil, it's like like there's power to those words, like abstain from all appearance of evil. And like the other the NLT version says like, you know, stay away from bad things. That kind of thing. So it just doesn't hold the same, like, commandingness. That's just one, like, example of why I prefer to read the King James Version first. Of course, you guys probably have your own version, which 
like NIV or like ESV or like New King James Version. Um, so I'm just saying that it would be cool if you guys like opened up with me to like read your Bible as well um, and to know what it said there first so that you can just kind of use maybe I use the NLT just kind of to um, cross-reference. So cross-reference means like I'll look here and then I'll look there and just that will help me understand it better because I don't I don't say thee thou and all those kind of words that the um, King James Version uses. So a lot of times like especially in like Romans which well I'm going through right now um, I well I'll be reading some passages in it today but so like I've gone through it before and I don't think I got like 93% of what Paul was saying there. And then I started cross-referencing it with the NLT, making sure it says the same thing along the way. But understanding actually what he's saying, like, because it's like translating into my language. So, yeah. So I just wanted you guys to know that I'm... I already read all these passages in my King James Version, and now I'm going to be reading them in um, the NLT Version, um, so we can understand it better in our language. Um, and today's subject, there we go, is the putting on of a new man. And I don't know if I named the episode that, I don't know, I always name them after I record them, so maybe I did something different, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to do that. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm going to start in Ephesians 4. And if you want to open up with me, that would be great. Just like so that you could see for yourself instead of just trusting that I'm reading it. Because I could make a mistake. I don't know. And maybe you'll see it if you read along with me. Um, I know sometimes it's hard to like read along in a different version when someone's reading a different version than you. And like it's hard to understand that way. I totally understand that. So I don't know. Do what you want. Um, so I'm going to read this now. Ephesians 4, 21 through 32. It's a big passage. And I'm probably going to break it up and talk about com some, some verses as I go along. Um... So yeah, let's get started. Ephesians 4, 21. If, ooh, this is not an NLT. I was using the King James Version. I was like, wait a second, that doesn't sound like American. Okay, American is actually not a language, but kind of is anyway. Um, 21. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So, um, Paul's just saying that you learned... Well, he's talking to the Ephesians, the people living in Ephesus, um, in, way back in the day. Um, but this stuff applies to us as well. So, like... We learned about Jesus. We learned the truth about him and what the truth that comes him, uh, comes from him. Sorry. So we also, 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 <laughs> we should also throw off our old sinful nature and former way of life. Um, basically, we should. I've talked about this before, like the flesh and the spirit. We need to basically th throw off our flesh and just let 
the Holy Spirit renew our thoughts and attitudes because we can't do it on our own. I've been I've been praying about this lately. Um, just that like the Lord would help me like change my heart because I can change my mind. I can think with my mind, but my heart I just can't. I just can't do it on my own. And obviously my mind I can't do anything on my own. But I'm just like God. I want to change, but I have this bitterness in my heart that I don't want there. And that's just like the flesh and the spirit warring against each other. And I'm like, God, just help. Just take that away. Change my heart to be how you want it to be. And so that's kind of what we need to be doing is separating our old self from our new self and just focusing on being our new self. Or as in 24 says, put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So, continuing. Uh, verse 25. So, stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth. For we are all parts of the same body. I'm going to stop real quick. Who's our neighbors? Do you guys ever wonder who is our neighbors? If you know this, great. If you don't, I'm about to explain. Um, Jesus, or actually a lot of people in the Bible, just say neighbors a lot. Um... I feel like if you replace the word neighbors with just others, that would be basically the same meaning. Neighbors, everybody around you. Just everybody around you. Um, yeah, anybody who's around you. <laughs> there you go. And so, it's not just the people who live in the house next to us, as it is in our, our society today, but just anybody around you. Um, we need to tell everybody the truth. That always white little lies or, or lies for the good or greater good or whatever. No, none of that. We're supposed to tell the truth no matter what. And don't sin by letting anger control you. That's verse 26. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry. For anger gives a foothold to the devil. Anger is like a little... Like a little... Foothold... <laughs> It's, it's something that the devil can hold on to. It's something the devil could use for his work. Anger is. So, if... Don't let it control you here, guys. Don't let it control you. Um, control it. Control your anger. Even if you're mad, just, like, choose to not be. That's possible. It's possible to decide. But it's hard because sometimes we think that we're just angry because we're angry. And because somebody did that, that's why we're angry. But no, we're angry because of our flesh. We're angry because of that. And once you understand that, as soon as you become angry, you have the choice to choose to be angry and sin in that anger. Or you have the choice to be like, okay, I'm not going to allow myself to be angry right now. I need to think soberly. I need, as the Bible says a lot, Paul says, think soberly. So like, think straight, think clearly. Don't let this emotion control you. Control it because you are the one that needs to be in control of your own body as well. Well, not pushing God away from these equations. Obviously, you need God's help in everything. But I'm just saying, don't let anger control you because once you let that anger control you, you are more... The devil is more able to use you when he has that little handle of anger on you. So, don't let it control you. Um, and you're like, I can't decide not to be angry. I just feel angry. Well, maybe you should try it sometime because... Lately, I've been actually going through this more often than not, that I'll get angry at something. And, and I it used to be that I used to be angry, and I would choose not to, like, 
just to keep that anger inside instead of like throwing a fit on the outside like I, w I was good at controlling it like not kicking something or or you know screaming or like feeling really annoyed on the outside but just keeping the anger inside of my inside of me but um I've gone even farther now and um praise the lord for this that I've been figuring out that not only can I decide just to control my anger on the outside I'm able to control my anger on the inside I'm able to think clearly and be like okay I hate this algebra crap sorry this algebra question with a passion I can be like that and that sparks something into me and I just start to feel angry at it and because this and that and this and that and I'm just like okay just hold on a second where is this anger gonna get me nowhere except down so I just choose not to be angry and um, it works you can do it like it's possible don't don't think that it's not imp don't think that it's n oh, man the english language is hard don't think that it's not possible to not be angry okay moving on 28 if you are a thief quit stealing so anybody who steals anything is a thief that includes shoplifting burglarly burglarly how did you say that? Burglary. Yeah, I think that's correct. Robbery, you know, anything. You guys probably know what stealing is, but I just wanted to make sure you guys know that, like, shoplifting, that does count as stealing. Just like, I don't know, a lot of times things just kind of slide under, I don't know what this phrase is. Like, things will fall away you'll be like oh yeah a little white lie it's totally cool i just needed to make sure my mom didn't know that i was a part at a party and not at school or like you know that kind of thing oh i just grabbed a candy bar i didn't really have the dollar that i needed but i just wanted a candy you know sometimes that just like people start losing that part of them that's telling them no don't do that and they're like, no, it's fine. It's just a little candy bar. But no, the Bible says that's stealing. You're taking something that's not yours. And that's just going to lead to more evil. Okay, moving on. Instead, use your hands for good hard work. And then give generously to others in need. Don't use foul or abusive language. Did that answer anybody's question? Did that answer something? Because so many... Okay, I'm trying to tell you guys how to take off I uh, know I'm translating from Paul how he said how to put on a new man or a new woman whatever a new nature um, instead of being like your old nature and God actually spoke through Paul when he wrote this so now I'm speaking to you uh, I'm reading the Bible to you which means God is speaking to you right now don't use foul or abusive language no it's not okay to just use that cuss word when your mom's not around or whatever. It's not okay. It's not pleasing to God. And he does not... That's not showing God to people. Like, I know that Christians will use those kind of words around non-Christians because... Because, you know? They're using them. You're using them. Nobody really knows that you're a Christian. Or maybe they do know and they're just like, okay, whatever. But we're supposed to be a light. We're supposed to be a light in the world. And when you use that foul and abusive language, that just lets your respect go down, down. And 
I don't know, so many kids, so many kids, they just kind of fall away from the fact these these little things that you need to be sticking to not lying not stealing obeying your parents or or not using foul or abusive language um in the original king james version okay can't be the original king james version that would be like the original greek version it's not it's just the original it's just the king james version okay it says oh where am i I'm in Galatians instead of um, Ephesians. Okay, where is it? 29. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to use of edifying, that it may, may, may minister grace unto the hearers. Okay, I'm just going to say something really quick as well. Um, so here NLT is saying don't let any abusive or foul language come out of your mouth. But here it's just saying any corrupt communication. What is corrupt? How about when you are making fun of sin, talking about sexual things, and, and making gay jokes, okay? Because I've been going through this stage in life where it's like I've been noticing that people people do that. And, and no, it does not edify people. It does not encourage people. It, does, it doesn't help you get any closer to God. It doesn't please God. It doesn't, what does it say? Good, that which is good to the use of edifying so so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them do you think your words are an encouragement to somebody who hears them when you're saying some making an inappropriate jokes not at all and i just wanted to add that like even if you're not struggling with that like i just wanted to add that because some people do struggle with that and and they just don't see the fact that that's not that's not godly right there that's not holy and righteous like paul tells us to be in in the beginning um, put on your new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. It's not holy to to talk about things that God hates, okay? Okay. Um, and so we're moving on to verse 30. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness and I'm going to be honest with you guys because this is my um, this is my podcast. And from the beginning, I was like, you guys, I'm going to be a real person. I'm going to be, like, real with you guys. I'm going to be genuine. Um, and so I'm just going to share this with you. But, like, right there, that's just like, oh, me, okay? Get rid of all bitterness. And I know that I have a bitter heart sometimes. And I have some trouble controlling that. And, and yeah. And then it says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger. That's me again, anger sometimes, harsh words, sometimes I'll say some rude things to my siblings, something that I need to work on as well, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. So he's not just saying only bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, but also any type of evil behavior. Instead, he says, be kind to each other, I need to work on that, tender-hearted, still need to work on that, forgiving one another, again me, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. So yeah. Um, and I just also been going through this time in my life where I've been reading a lot of scripture and I've been like, oh, I need to send this to this friend. Oh, my, my friend needs to hear this. Oh, that person over there needs to see this verse because they're all struggling with this. And I've just been like, you know what, God? This is a problem right here. 
I need you to help me so that when I read this, I could see where I need to fix myself because I know that I'm not perfect at all and I fail and I fall on my face and I'm just a person, but please just help me to see where I need to change because I'm just so tired of seeing where the people around me need to change. I'm just so tired of it. I don't want to do it anymore. And you know how that is just to be like, you just keep doing something and you're like, God, I just, honestly, I don't want to do this anymore. I do not want to think about this anymore. I do not want to, I just don't want to, but I just can't not, I, I can't. Paul talks about that. He's just like, I do what I don't want to do and I do, don't do what I want to do. And, and he's like, I hate it. Well, I don't know if he said he hates it, but kind of, that's the passage. Um, and I'm like, exactly, I don't want to do this. Just help me because I don't have the strength. Oh, okay. There, there you go. Another, another part of me that needs to be changed. I just need to tell you this because I don't want you guys to be like, man, like she knows all these, all these things and she has these passages that she's sharing and, and she, you know, like, because most of the time I'm only telling what I've learned, right? But what about the parts of me that I'm, you know... Like, what about the parts where I need help? What about the parts that I'm weak in? Like, I need to show you that as well because I need you guys to know that I'm not any better than you and you're not any better than me. We're the same and we're just both growing in Jesus. And yeah, I just need you guys to know that I have weaknesses as well. Even though I'm just behind this microphone and mostly saying good things um, about myself probably because that's only natural. But I need you guys to know that I... I do have parts of me that really need to be fixed and I really have times when I just fall on my face and stuff like that. So I just hope this, this one's not going to be too long. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I only have 10 more minutes. Um, Colossians 2, 6 and 7 says, and now just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must com continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Um, and this is how I feel, man. This is how, this is describes me right now. Like, all my life, until I turned like 15, maybe I was like 15 and a half, I don't even know. Um, but I was just... I knew about God, but I didn't know him. And I was not rooted down in him, I don't think. Like, I don't know, my, my roots were not strong. And I was trying to get as close to that line between the world and me as possible. And that was wrong. That was wrong. Um, and here it just says, like, let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. And God helped me do that. And now... And then it says, then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. And that's just me right now. Like, my faith, I feel like it's grown strong right now. Because I feel like it was like cement, wet cement all my life. My, my roots in Jesus were like wet cement. Because if you still stepped on them, I still sunk. Or, or you would still sink in it because it wasn't strong. And I couldn't build a house on it yet. Um, but, like, 2020, God was like, okay, time to dry. And so, like, my concrete was, like, starting to cure and, like, dry. And, and I feel like it's, 
a lot stronger than it was before and I can actually start putting some building blocks down on it. Start building that house, which I guess would be my life. Yeah. And so, it's true. You will find happiness if you search for Jesus and you will... And you, you will find an everlasting joy that just like, even through the trials and the troubles, you have a joy that you know that everything is in God's hands. And you just have that faith and you will overflow with thankfulness, as it says right here. Um, and I'm living proof of that right now. I am living proof of that. And I haven't gone through very much and that's okay. Um, I'm pretty sure that I will go through trials and troubles because I'm a person and I'm living in a broken world but I just know with like I just know that God is going to be there with me and he's going to be my strength because I don't have any strength so yeah like I'm okay with that um Colossians 3 1 through 17 oh man 3 I don't know if we have time for this. I'll just read it and whatever. Um, Since you have been raised to a new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. So put to death the sinful, earthly things lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater, worshipping the things of this world. Well, that's kind of crazy. I don't remember reading this part. <laughs> um, because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. You used to do these things when your life was still part of this world, but now it's time to get rid of anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. Don't lie to each other, for you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your Creator and become like Him. In this new life, it doesn't matter if you are Jew or Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric or or uncivilized, slave or free. Christ is all that matters, and he lives in all of us. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourself with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults, and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes for your, from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Let the message about Christ and all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel with each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. So basically... It was almost the same as what we just read in Ephesians, but um, he mentions in there that your old self died when you allowed Jesus. When Jesus, when, <laughs> when you allowed Jesus into your life, your old self died. Your old, um, let me. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And Romans talks about that. I don't think I have time to read the entire chapter because I don't and usually I don't read this much passage. 
but I don't see really why not. Let me find it. Um, well then, should we keep our s on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? Of course not. Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? Or have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined him in de his death? For we died and were buried with J with Christ by for we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. So, I'm okay. Since we have been united with Him in His death, we will also be raised to life as He was. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. And since we died with Christ, we know we will also live with him. We are sure of this because Christ was raised from the dead, and he will never die again. Death no longer has any power over him. When he died, he died once to break the power of sin. But now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. So you also should consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Christ Jesus. And so... Yeah, that's kind of what it's saying, um, that when Jesus died, and then we, like, were baptized with, well, maybe, I haven't been baptized in water yet, I will be this year, um, but when you were, like, spiritually baptized, just, like, by accepting Jesus, your worldly self and fleshly self was killed like crucified on the cross with jesus and now you have been raised from the dead into a more spiritual life where you need to live for god instead and so we're just supposed to remember every day that we are our old self was crucified with christ and obviously you're not going to be perfect you're not going to be perfect you're going to sin again you will but that's okay because we gotta fall we, we're gonna fall we're not perfect and just remember that every time you sin, there's, this was something I heard, um, and it was really amazing, honestly, um, the wicked fall, but the righteous fall and get up seven times, so the wicked fall, and then they just live on their face, they just, like, if you just, like, were running, and you just, like, bam, and you were on the ground, that's where the wicked live. They're just like, oh, oh, and they're like crawling on the ground, going nowhere because they're all scraped up. And they just continue living there because they like it. But as righteous people, we need to ask Jesus to help us back up again. And we get up again and again. And we fall and we get up again. and Because we're trying to get there. We're not really sure where. We're just following the sidewalk. And we're just asking God to help us up again and again. Because we're going to fall. We're going to fall. But the thing about the righteous people, the thing about the Christian people, is that we get up again and again. But just remember not to stay on the ground. Just remember that. We are to put on a new man. We are, we are meant to stand up again and again and try harder and harder every day to take up our crosses. And that basically means crucify or, or like kill our wants, our fleshly wants. So, so deny ourselves, deny our wants, and walk with Jesus instead. Um, because... That was all crucified on the cross, and you just got to leave it there. But it's going to come back because the enemy still lives, and the enemy's still trying to get us to fall again and again. But the thing is that we will fall, but we're going to get up right again because we have an amazing Savior at our side who's going to 
lift us up and be like, it's okay. I'll carry you now. I'll carry you for a little while. And then he'll set you back on your feet. And he'll hold your hand and, and help you cross the road. And then you'll be on the safe sidewalk again. And then maybe you'll fall again and bam, your nose is broken. But you will get up again if you have that Savior at your side. So don't get discouraged. Um, and just live life for God. Live life every second. Try to live it for God. And and yeah and if you don't know how to and you don't know what you what things that you might need to change your life just ask him to show you ask him to show you be like lord open my eyes i want to live for you i want to be set on fire not not physically set on fire for you in my heart that i i would burn for you like if a fire doesn't have wood what's it gonna burn there's nothing there to burn right or like any fuel in at all and and we want to burn like that fire but we need jesus to be in that fire so that we could burn actually because otherwise you'll die out okay so just read your read your bible it might be hard for you but the more you read it the more alive it becomes the more amazing it becomes i used to really honestly not like to read the bible because it was just so hard and kind of dry and kind of boring and i didn't really know what it was saying but now i started reading it and i don't know how long i've been reading now but Every, I actually get excited in the morning. And that's crazy. That's not me. That's God. Because that's crazy. I did not ever have that before where I woke up in the morning and was like, oh, I get to go read my Bible. And now I am like that. And it's crazy. And I'm just like, praise the Lord. Anyway, so I'm over time by like three minutes now. But yeah, just remember, if you want to know, just ask him. Seeking you shall find. Matthew 7, 7 says... Seeking you shall find, and a couple other things that I don't really remember what it says. Open, knock, and it shall be open to you, and seeking you shall find, and asking you shall receive. That was all backwards, but you know what I mean. The Bible promises, if you seek God, you will find him. So, seek him. He'll change your life, he'll change your mind, and he'll change you. Um, I've seen it, I'm living proof. Okay, live differently, and peace out. <laughs>